welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy and Bish and Chris P. and Craig. Want to mention our meeting nightly, 9 p.m. Eastern, open online meeting, Alcoholics Anonymous. Everybody here but Craig actually visits that meeting fairly regular. I know you would, Craig, but you're asleep at that time. So, and you've been there. I've been a couple of times. It's, it's a great meeting, but it's, it's, it's one, o'clock in the, one o'clock in the morning of my time, but it's a great meeting. ZoomAAMeetings.com. Uh, is the link that takes you directly to that meeting. Have different folks chair every night. I chair Fridays. Amy chairs Sundays. And now Amy is doing a beginner's breakout on Friday night, too. So she's there with me on Friday. So we we divide that up and you can choose which one you want to go to. So if you're new to recovery, uh, what's the book, Living Sober, that we're going through? So. Yep. I'm glad we're able to do that. So we, we hope to see you there. And if you're ever there at a meeting, you see one of us say hello. We'd like to know, like to get to know you guys. Okay. When the shoe fits is our story for today. You want to read this for us, Amy? Would that be okay? Sure. Okay. When the shoe fits. Tui, the draftsman, could draw more perfect circles freehand than with a compass. His fingers brought forth spontaneous forms from nowhere. His mind was meanwhile free and without concern with what he was doing. No application was needed. His mind was perfectly simple and knew no obstacle. So when his shoe fits, the foot is forgotten. When the belt fits, the belly is forgotten. When the heart is right, for and against are forgotten. No drives, no compulsions, no needs, no attractions. Then your affairs are under control. You are a free man. Easy is right. Begin right and you are easy. Continue easy and you are right. The right way to go easy is to forget the right way and forget that the going is easy. Thank you, ma'am. Any thoughts? Before we dissect it a little, Craig, I see your wheels turning. You don't have anything? I was just thinking about how much better he got on without being constrained to having to use a specific tool. I thought about freedom from bondage. How the mind, how the mind works better if we, if, if we're not, if, if he's not trying to draw the perfect circle with tools. How we, how we're looking for progress, not perfection, and how it's perfect and possibly perfect in his mind rather than everybody else's, living up to people's expectations of the perfect circle. But it said he did do a perfect said, circle, though. Yeah, without well, the with, with with without the compass. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't just perfect to him. It was perfect to other people, too. So he was a draftsman. 
and he can draw a more perfect circle freehand than with a compass. So I, I like the spontaneous. It says he brought forth spontaneous forms from nowhere. His mind was free and without concern with what he was doing. So he was not worried about doing a perfect circle. He just spontaneously could do it. Chris? Yeah, this, the first part of it sounds like, you know, up through that, um, sounds like the description of an artisan um, who's able to, who has a talent for doing a certain thing. Um, and uh, it makes it appear easy. It appears easy. And, I, and so, um, uh, then it leads me to, then it carries on and leads me to believe that, so you're taking the easy path. Is that, is that a guidance? Take it easy. Um, is the easy path the right path? Because it's the most natural. Um, people that have found out that they're an artisan and, and good at it, um, have an easy path, maybe. Um, I don't know, sort of, so I've, I've always um, sort of felt, it seems related, I've always felt that um, you need to find something that's natural for you to do rather than, um, you know, uh, trying to make money or, or, or whatever, you know, live up to the, keep up with the Joneses, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm getting out of this. Well, you know, and this is a, I think it's a description of Wu Wei, which most of these are in some way. It's a way, you know, it's like looking at the the sculpture from a different view. You're looking at the same sculpture. You're just looking at it, you know, from a different view. So you see something a little different. So this is another, I think, another description of how to, of the effortless effort, you know, how to, how to flow in that uh, effortless effort in such a way that you can go about your task, whatever you're doing, without concern, uh, without worry that you're going to do it right. Um, looks like his mind was perfectly simple. So he was not caught up with concern or worry about making a perfect circle. Amy? So what I thought about when, when I was reading this and, and even reading it um, on this now um, was my concept of God and spirituality um, and how when I try to define the God of my misunderstanding and, and try to say, or like as a kid growing up, you know, it was at church on Sunday mornings or Wednesday night or whatever. And, and that God fit into a building on Sunday mornings. Right. And so now with spirituality, because I don't try to fit that concept into someone else's definition, I don't have the constraints maybe of the compass, right. In this analogy, then it's, I am more free to, to grow my spirituality and it's not in that way, it's not limiting what that spirituality can be by trying to define it. Does that make any sense? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Identify with a lot of that. It's not a performance. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't like I, I don't need to define a higher power or the force or the Tao or whatever. I, it, there's no point in defining it because if I try to define it, it limits for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to draw a circle with a compass, it's actually limiting what that circle might be, even though it's still going to be a circle. I don't know. It's kind of. And this is, and he's depended upon if he's a draftsman, he, his work is dependent on his circle being well drawn. So it's more than just something he's just doing. He can draw a perfectly round circle without using a compass. He could use a compass if he wanted to. But in the next stanza, the next two stanzas together, I think, kind of give us a little more of this. And, mm-hmm. and I think this is really, a, for me, is about how to really be able to see when I am walking in this effortless effort. Because I think that's the real, for me, it's what I'm seeing the whole purpose of the story is how how to tell when we're there, you know, because he says, when the shoe fits, the foot is forgotten. When the belt fits, the belly is forgotten. When the heart is right, far and against are forgotten. No drives, no compulsions, no needs, no attractions. Then your affairs are under control and you are a free man. So the way that I know that I'm walking in this effortless effort is that my lack of concern, my lack of striving, because the the way it the way this reads, you know, the division things when my heart is right, you know, the the ways that I compare are gone. They're no longer concerned with far and against, no longer concerned with, that's like with acceptance, really. You know, when I accept something, I'm no longer looking at good and bad. That's no longer part of the equation. And I think the way we see this is like in the ninth step promises, and I think someone's already mentioned it, that, you know, the the idea that suddenly we realize God's doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And when we think about that, then, oh, wait, it just happened. And we weren't trying to make it happen. It just happened. How about the 10 step promises, too? We've ceased fighting anyone or anything, or whichever way mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah. And then what is it? We're, we're placed in a position of neutrality. Mm-hmm. I think it says that, too, right? I mean, you're on 85, 84, 85, I think, in the big book. Yep. That's where they are. We ceased fighting anything and any or anyone, even alcohol. By this time, sanity would have returned. We'll seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We'll react sanely and normally. We'll find that this has happened automatically. We'll see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That's the miracle of it. We're not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed 
in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We've not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We're neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is, how, that is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. It's interesting. It says there, then your affairs are under control. You are a free man. That's the paradox. You're free by letting go. You're not free by exerting more control. It's always nice to suddenly realize that you haven't been thinking about drinking. Yeah, exactly, Chris. You know, it's no longer, you know, sometimes it'd be easier and rather than having, you know, all the life stuff that we deal with now, you know. I thought this mm-hmm. was about alcohol and it's about, you know, the way I treated people and and learning to love instead of uh, control and manipulate. I saw some wheels turning, Bish. What's your thoughts on? Um, so what jumped out at me when you, uh, and, and I'm glad you brought up paradox there, buddy, um, because that, that this last bit uh, reminded me very much of the, uh, the 11th step prayer, the St. Francis prayer, the end of it, where we say, uh, for it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. And it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Uh, that, that last little bit um, with the dying that one awakens to eternal life, I always equate to, to meditation, right? Uh, that dying of self when you're in the zone, when you're in the woe way, when you're in the moment, uh, there is no ego to be had. Uh, and, and that's where I find eternal life in the moment, right? Uh, it, but that self-forgetting that one finds sort of resonated throughout, throughout this whole uh, section here, so... Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the paradox there, buddy. Easy is right. Begin right. And you are easy. The right way to go easy is to forget the right way. And forget that the going's easy. As a result, you forget that the going's easy. In other words, for me, that would mean getting my mind off of myself. Um, I realized that I can't have a goal to be at peace. Me being at peace is a result of me doing the right thing. It's a result of of me choosing to love you instead of me manipulate you. And the peace and joy seems to be a fruit of me doing the right thing. It's not something that, you know, that I can strive for because what I, what I strive for is to take the next right action. And if I keep taking the next right action, I'm going to have peace and joy as a result of that. So for me, this is what this is saying is, you know, we don't, you know, we just keep our mind on, doing the next right thing, all these other things that we're concerned about just work themselves out. And all of a sudden, the path is easy. You know, a lot of times I don't want my path to be easy, though. I'll choose the difficult instead. I'll complicate it. I'll, if I'm not careful, I'll choose to do 
what may benefit me the most, but not benefit you. You know, all those things. That's how I have to approach it. Is that the monkey mind working you're Could talking be. about? Anyone else? So I was just thinking about um, if, what would happen if I was in the zone and tried to draw a perfect circle. I, I'm pretty sure I would screw that up, right? Like, like no amount of, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. My artistic talent does not, does not lend itself that way. I've not spent hundreds or thousands of hours uh, uh, drawing, right? Uh, so, so while there's something to be said for the the Wu Wei, the being in the zone, the self forgetting. Uh, I don't think any of that's going to help you if you're trying to uh, do something that you haven't put in some work for. So when it comes to when it comes to recovery, right? Uh, you have to do the steps. You have to do this work. You have to take this inventory. You have to make those amends, right? And then uh, the path leads itself you know, in front of you. Um, but you have to have put in the work first. Yeah. Thanks, Bish. How about the fact that he's a draftsman, so he's accustomed to drawing circles. Is it, could it also be true that the more we practice the principles, the easier they come or the more natural they feel the more circles he draws, the easier it is, the more natural it is um, for him to just do it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. How about the more that we, practical application, the more we learn to surrender the moment and just wait until we see the next thing to do, kind of like, I like to think about it like the merry-go-round or the carousel, do the carousel where I think what this program does is gets me close. If we think of the carousel as the next right thing or the will of God or whatever tag you want to put on it or moving with the flow of life or whatever you want to use. I think what this program does for me, the AA program in particular is it got all of the things out of the way that kept me from getting close enough to the carousel to step on, you know, I got rid of the anger and the resentment and, you know, all these other things and uh, the fear got rid of the, a lot of the fear and got me close enough to where I could step on. And, you know, on the carousel, it really, there's not a wrong place to step on. You can step on anywhere. You can move around. If you miss the particular spot that you wanted, just wait. It'll be around again. No big deal. I know my kids were little. They were doing things like that. They'd get so upset when it didn't work exactly the way that they thought it should. I was like, just hold on. Be back. That pretty little horse will be back around again. You know, y'all remember that when the kids were super small? And they just, you know, and then it'd come around again. You just step on. And if you don't like where you are, you can move around and do. There's not a wrong way to step on, you know, not, not a wrong place. So I was thinking about that with this, that when we're looking at just doing the next right thing and we learn to observe and wait 
and just allow life to present itself to us. That is such an effortless way to live that we just allow, instead of pushing and striving and making it happen, we just look and just let life present itself to us. It's like the the Tao quote with, uh, can you let your mud settle till the right answer appears um, by itself? without your help. So the way that seems to work for me is, okay, God, it's not, you know, my, my prayer changed from uh, God help me to God, who can I help? And after I pray that prayer, I don't have to go looking for someone to help or make it happen. All I have to do is be available. And, and life just presents itself to me. I mean, even in the smallest of things, not even in, you know, in the big stuff, even just all the little things. And if you're looking for a Bible with that, if you're coming at this from a Christian uh, view, you could look at Romans 8, 28, where it talks about in the message version. And I'm just going to quote it, um, that every detail of your life of love uh, works into something good so it's that same idea that we think we're making this happen we think we're making life happen when in reality it's happening in spite of us most of the time not because of us and i've found i get in my way more than i do make things happen and i just have to be available and look at things without in a simple way, without concern, and life presents itself. And it's interesting how we move on to other things. Somebody mentioned the monkey mind. Was it Chris? I think Chris did. You know, I can think about my shoe. I get a rock in my shoe. All I'm thinking about is that shoe and my foot until I get the rock out. Then I don't think about my shoe or my foot again. It's no longer that important thing that it was for a moment and it seems to be that way with everything with me I just go from one thing to the next that I think is such a crisis and then I just move on to the next thing so there's books I found a lot of uh, a lot of people have written about that idea of uh, when the shoe fits the foot's forgotten there's a lot out there on that so I need to interject here for a moment. Um, I was at a different uh, group in person on Monday evening, and um, I, I brought the topic for discussion at that particular group and read from a book in that group. And this was Monday of this week. And literally one of the paragraphs that I read for that was, Trying to fix someone else's problem is like stepping uninvited into someone else's shoes. The shoe doesn't fit. The shoes don't fit. They pinch or they're too loose. As difficult as it is to walk in them, we remain determined to make it work. We don't realize that we have choices. It doesn't occur to us to take the shoes off and look for a pair made specifically for us. 
for those of us with relationships affected by alcoholism, nothing fits quite right from day to day. We know confusion, pain, and despair. Days are often spent reviewing the past where nothing can be changed or rehearsing a future that hasn't yet happened. Meanwhile, we completely miss the present moment. Yep. Thanks, Amy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Amy. All these things take us out of the moment, don't they? Take us out of the moment. Hmm. Bish? Yeah, so um, with the whole shoe fits and the, the belt fits, uh, the belly is forgotten. Uh, I think... Um, you can extend that to um, to the body. You know, if you if you if you don't have a headache, you don't really notice that you're you have a head, <laughs> right? And uh, uh, disease, illness is is a, maybe a pointer uh, to the body, right? And I think maybe you could also extend that to the mind. Uh, when the mind is healthy, there is no ego. Maybe. Uh, that 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 might be uh, a bridge too far, uh, but uh, I, I find that when I have stillness uh, in meditation, that uh, again the ego is uh, often and it's fleeting, but often not there. You know, when I'm in the moment, in the flow. Thank you, sir. Yes, and we know the right way to go with this because it says what is right. Easy is right. You know, not very often we get a definitive with this. You know, usually it's more abstract. So we know easy is right. So begin right. Yeah, I think so, Bish. Uh, easy would be cease fighting. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And surrender, really. is that the cease fighting would be the surrender. It'd be the first three steps. And whatever it is that we're talking about. Craig? What about when the obsession of alcohol has been removed? That's what was just... Because we're talking about when, the, when the, you've taken the stone out of the, the shoe, you forget about the foot. Mm-hmm. When the obsession of alcohol has been removed, do we forget about our alcoholism? Oh, but this is the thing, though. For me... You know, yeah, Amy wrote that we thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. Mm-hmm. An easier way than surrender, right? An easier way of within ourselves that we could do this, but yet stay in charge is the way I interpret that. I had to give up the control. I had to let go of that. So, and for me, that didn't happen, Craig, until um, I did learn to surrender. You know, and then I realized it was life, it was my life that was unmanageable, not my drinking, like the first step talks about. And eventually we just forget the whole. I mean, how many times have y'all experienced, and I experienced this more and more, where I just do the next right thing without even thinking about it? Or I just let the person, I'm considerate without having to be considerate on purpose, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, I need to be nice today. Let me be nice to them. No, I don't, I don't even think about it now for the most part. For the most part, but there are some people still. <laughs> Isn't that list getting shorter and shorter though? Yeah. 
Yes. And even those people that seem to have been put on the face of the planet just to piss me off and annoy me and ruin my day, those moments are still even less and less. And then eventually we don't even notice that they're not bothering us anymore. Yeah. We want it to be easy, but we won't take the action it takes for that. For us to be free, really. And that is a surrendering our moment, choosing, giving love so we get love back, giving ease in other people's lives so we get ease back in our life. It, we, it truly is a mirror. We get what we give. It's just that simple. There's not a, you know, I was always looking for the formula, the shortcut. And it's the same shortcut for everything. It's what can I do for you instead of what can you do for me? And when I start doing for you, people start doing for me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hmm. Your affairs are under control because you quit controlling your affairs, right? What else, guys? Anything else with this? I don't think this one will go the whole hour, which is fine. We don't have to double and triple dip. I've been I've been to one of those meetings lately where they weren't satisfied if the meeting was less than an hour. I was always taught that in a meeting, the first round is uh, is from the heart, the next round's from the head, you know, and so you. You know, it's intellectual the next round. So I, I just leave. But uh, we won't have to do that today. Are there any quotes this reminds you of? We've got some, several good AA quotes out of this. And I always see this after the fact. I never see it when it's happening. It's always afterward. And for me, too, with this, the freedom, I think, comes from the lack of division, the lack of comparing, the lack of you know, trying to meet my needs by trying to fight. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. We'll take it from there, and uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you thanks, next buddy, week. Buddy. Okay. Thanks. thanks. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.